Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Sylvia F. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from San Francisco Bay. Today is Thursday, May 17th, 2018, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading for the big book on page 60. We're on the second paragraph, which starts with our description of the alcoholic, and we're going to read through uh, the, the letter C that God would and could if he were sought. Today's readers are Pia S. on the 12 Steps, Leah E. on Libby E. on the 12 Traditions, and the readers are Terry H., Julie E. B., and Elaine T. Our newcomer greeter is Melanie C. The share ID for Wednesday, May 16th, 2018, for the 10 a.m. meeting, is 11,422, 11,422. And the share ID for Thursday, this morning's meeting, May 17th, 7 a.m. meeting, is 11,426, 11,426. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Pia S. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Thank you, Sylvia. Thank you for your service. This is Pia S., gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in Parkland, Florida. Here are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will over to our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me do service and I'll pass. Thank you, P.S. I will now ask Libby E. to read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Sylvia, and everyone for your service. Good morning. I'm Libby E. and I'm a recovered compulsive eater in New York. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except the matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, 
An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Libby E. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book we are on page 60. It's the second paragraph, which starts with our description of the alcoholic. We're going to read through the letters A, B, and C, which ends with that God would and could if he were sought. And I'm going to ask Terry H. to begin our reading and our sharing. Terry. Hi, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for your service. My name is Terry H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, bulimic anorexic in North Carolina. Very grateful today. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And C, that God could and would if he were sought. Uh, I like this part because it's definitely a reminder to me um, in case I forgot um, that, you know, I am powerless over my disease. And no matter what I did, no human power uh, could get me recovered. And, you know, it, it also tells me that God could and would if he were sought, you know, that, that promise for me. Um, you know, I am powerless over my disease. I, ha- I am a compulsive overeater, bulimic and anorexic. You know, I have an, a physical allergy to certain foods. I have a mental obsession that kept me in my disease over and over again. You know, even when I was able to put down my uh, binge foods um, for a period of time, my disease worked on me mentally, and alone I had no defense. Um, I succumbed to my disease over and over again. I was just in that cycle. Um, and no matter what I did, you know, um, I couldn't get out of it alone. No human person was able to help me get out of that cycle um, toward recovery. You know, for me, no matter what I did, you know, learn, seek, I went to treatment, counseling, all kinds of things, read books. Um, I'm, you know, an educated woman. I could read, I could research, but no matter, nothing, you know, nothing helped me. Nothing I did. You know, I returned over and over. No human power was able to get me recovered. You know, I like this where it says the God could and would if he were sought. You know, that word if tells me that there has to be some actions. There has to be some actions that I take. You know, so I was able to put down my abstinent foods. And in an action that I took, 
you know, was that I asked someone to go through this work with me, you know, and, and when I was able to do that, you know, I was able to learn that about my disease. I was able to understand that, you know, I couldn't do it alone. I have no mental effective defense against my disease. Um, and so when I worked through those steps with my sponsor, you know, that was the piece that was working on my mental defense, you know, seeking, clearing out those blocks and seeking that connection with my higher power, with God, knowing that God could and would, you know, be my mental, my effective mental defense against my disease. And so, you know, I just, each day, I just did the work, showed up, I did the work. I was open to doing things differently. Um, I worked those steps, I showed up, I participated, and I took the actions necessary. You know, I did the things that my sponsor asked me to do, and then I showed up the next day. And, you know, eventually, you know, I was clearing out those blocks, and I had a uh, spiritual experience as a result. You know, I continue, it, it continues to evolve for me. It's a continuous process. Um, this is my life now. I'm very grateful for it because now I can enjoy life and live life on life's terms. You know, face those fears um, and experience the freedom, the peace, and serenity. But we have to do the actions. You know, we have to seek if he were sought. Um, I'm just really grateful for that. Today I do have an uh, effective mental defense against my disease, and I'm just really grateful for that. And that's my higher power, my God. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Terry H. Okay, I'm now going to open it up for uh, people who want to share. Who do I have? We're on page 60, second paragraph. Penny C. Penny C. Virginia. I have Brandy M. There was someone else in there. Virginia S. Virginia S. Then go ahead and Kathy do it. spoken. Kathy B. G. D. G. G. Gotcha. We'll get Thank there. You. Anybody else? Tammy Ruth S. E. Okay, I got Tammy S. And was that Chris? Liz. Okay, Liz. Liz T. T. Okay. Any last-minute people there? Marilyn T. Marilyn T. Jordan L. KB. And Jordan L. Jordan L. And uh, Sherry KB. And we're going to stop there. we got nine people. It's a good lineup here. So we've got... Penny C, Brandy M, Virginia S, Kathy G, uh, Tammy S, Liz T, Marilyn T, Jordan L, Sherry KB. If I have anything wrong, just uh, clarify it when you get on. Penny C, if you could start us, followed by Brandy M. Good morning. Thank you for um, being there. Thank you, everybody on the line. My name is Penny C, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater living in the Boston area. Though that C, you know, God could and would if he was sought. Oh, from the first time I ever heard those words, it dawned on me that with all my religious education, and gosh, I've had, I've had a good bit of it, you know, 13 years in parochial school, um, a Jesuit college, um, a home that was, you know, I was brought up in very strictly in the, in the religion of my parents. And, um, and we talked about God but God wasn't personal to me, and no one, no one ever suggested, even though they would tell me that, you know, they could see the results of my compulsive overeating, nobody ever told me that maybe I could talk to God or seek, seek spiritual help for, for this problem. I got all the other suggestions that made no sense at all, and, um, you know, and, and I didn't think about it. And then when when I um, got married and and was suffering the effects of of living with someone with alcoholism and became so rageful, um, again, I never thought about going to God for any of of these shortcomings, these character defects, which was so destructive. 
Oh, my gosh. Um, I just realized I didn't push the start button on my timer, so I'll wait for you to, I hope you'll tell me. So, yeah, I put my kids in danger. The way I drove when I was, when I was so out of control, my life was so unmanageable, so unmanageable that I was actually jealous of a classmate of mine who died at 33 of cancer and left three little children, the oldest of whom was four years old. I was jealous that she didn't have to face this this horrible life like I thought, you know, uh, I was in. So with God's help and the help of people in the in the rooms and in meetings like this and the twelve steps, um, you know, I have been brought to to sanity, and I seek God in all my affairs now. My my um, constant mantra is God, I'm yours and I trust you. God, I'm yours and I trust you. And I have every reason to trust God because I've I've enjoying one day at a time, as long as I stay in fit spiritual condition, this recovery. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Oh, there. Okay. And your timing is perfect. Thanks a lot. Okay. We've got uh, Brandy M. followed by Virginia S. Good morning, Sylvia. Can I be heard? Yes, ma'am. It's Brandy M., Recovered Compulsive Reader in Alberta, Canada. Um, I, I'm looking at this, and um, thank God for the preceding chapters um, that really described um, the real alcoholic, because what I know now today is who I am and what I am, and it's because of those chapters. If it wasn't me being able to relate into those stories as well as you know, the craziness of them, um, I wouldn't know that today. And so I'm super grateful for for that realization because that's what brought me to the place of um, I am a real compulsive overeater and I couldn't manage my life. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't do it. It was always unmanageable and it was always a big mess. If I would get in there and think that I was going to solve a problem or, you know, add a good thing to the situation, I always set the ball rolling for chaos. And then it was always everyone else's fault. And so coming to the place of the fact that I give up, my human power, anybody's human power is not going to relieve my compulsive eating or the fact that I want to eat. It's not going to treat my allergy, and it's not going to treat the obsession of the mind. Um, the only thing that can do that is is God. And I used to pray a lot, but I would pray for, you know, selfish ends or, you know, other people if I would gain, and, and that was obviously not effective. And so today I really sit quiet and try and listen for God's will and seek it out. And when I don't know, I don't react because I don't want the unmanageability of my life anymore. And, you know, today it says that our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. Um, I had a lot of adventures in this disease, but I had a lot of pain and heartache. And today my life is not like that. And I don't want to go back there. No matter, you know, what the thoughts bring today, I can go to God and I can seek his will on that. And what I've realized is that my mind is a huge liar and tells me stories that aren't true. And I need to go back and turn that to God and find out the truth in that. So for today, still grateful for this program and grateful for the people that carried the message to me. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Sylvia, for doing service. Thanks, Brandy M. Virginia S. followed by Kathy G. Hi, I'm Virginia S. I'm a bulimic and compulsive overeater anorexic. Hey, Virginia. May I share? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much for giving me this time to share and for what everyone has said so far. Um, you know, I remember many years ago I've been trying to um, seek help for this eating disorder since I was 17 and I'm 42. And everything I 
re- most that I reached for were flimsy reads. You know, I was so hell-bent on finding something, someone that was going to fix me. Um, and I always disposed of the, I often disposed of the idea of God because I wanted um, an immediate release the way I thought it in uh, sugar and flour and alcohol and, medi- you know, medications. Like, I wanted quick, fast immediate, no work to be done, just give it to me, serve it. (laughs) Um, And that's not how this works. And when I reach for that stuff, I realize, I'm only realizing now after how many, 20 years plus, that um, I'm blind. You know, I am totally blind. It's like driving a car with my eyes closed. Um, I never wanted to admit my ego, my selfishness. Um, and I either went from selfishness or self less complete selflessness to the point of self-destruction, and then that turned into being run by self-pity. Everything I created, this, all this drama that I created, um, uh, and do. There is no way for me to explain how I stopped being bulimic. I just accept that I prayed. But there's nothing I could hold in my hand that's physical and say, this is what cured me, uh, one day at a time. Um, And, um, you know, just it's simple. And it says here, most good ideas are simple. And this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant art through which we passed freedom. it's not complicated, but it's 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 the work needs to be done, and I just didn't want to do that work over and over. Um, so um, there are so many things that I didn't realize, and that I think will continue to be revealed. The idea in the third step prayer of taking away my difficulties—that's all I could. I, I stopped there. Just take away my difficulties. I don't care why they need to be taken away, but just take them away. Well, the point of taking, asking God to take away my difficulty is so that I can be of service to somebody else. Um, and, um, yeah, just every day I continue to learn um, about this. And I was hell-bent on saying that um, someone did me wrong. It's always but, 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 but. Um, anyway, so I'm grateful today for learning about the pause and for um, being able to be present with my children because there's so much that I missed with them as well. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Virginia S. Kathy G. followed by Tammy S. Thank you so much, Sylvia. And good morning, everyone. It's Kathy G., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Illinois, and so glad to be here with you today. Uh, Pardon me if I get a little teary today. I am just so overwhelmed with gratitude today that I can I can barely hold it in. Um, and, you know, that's in the midst of life going on, which is so fascinating to me because, as it says in A, I could not manage my own life. I really couldn't without excess food, without my personal binge substances and I have all kinds of things going on right now, some that are very intense, some that are wonderful. That is life again. And I think I used to think, you know, that life was supposed to be a certain way. And if it didn't meet my expectations, then I would have to use food to just quell those feelings of disappointment or frustration. And today, right in the midst, I I dropped my daughter off this morning and I I turned on the radio and this line of a song said, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And I started crying in the car um, because I'd spent the morning in a quiet time and I realized it was about a year ago. I've been doing some work in my garden and about a year ago I was in my garden when I first got on the line when I really didn't want to get out of bed in the morning because I was just so exasperated by not being able to stay stopped. And this says that God could and would do this if he were sought. And I was reading with my sponsee last night, um, the bottom of page 13, it says, belief in the power of God plus 
enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things. There's a new order of things happening for all of us who choose to do this work. And I'm so grateful for that. And I, I just passed 10 months of abstinence and that's never happened in my adult life. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for all of you and uh, hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks, I pass. Thank you, Kathy G. Tammy S. followed by Liz T. Hi, this is Tammy S. in Cupertino, California, compulsive eater. I think about, you know, the, the first part, you know, life was unmanageable. And I think back to almost exactly two years ago when I entered these rooms and the reality was my life was very manageable, but in a bubble. You know, I'd kind of created this bubble around myself and inside that bubble, I thought, oh man, I was, I was managing almost everything really well. Um, but it was mind-boggling to me. I remember literally having these visualizations of there being these two columns, one being the good things about Tammy and one being the bad things about Tammy. And all inside the bubble that I could see were these very beautiful things that I had worked hard to achieve in my life as a mom and as a successful businesswoman and so many things. But there was this one thing in the negative column And that word was fat. And no matter what I did and how many things I added to that that positive column, that one thing literally ate everything on the other side. And it was constantly wearing on me. And And my mind never stopped thinking about what I ate, what I wanted to eat next, where I had the guilt about all of it. And what I didn't understand until I came into these rooms is that that bubble wasn't just, you know, keeping things neat and actually the perception of manageability. The bubble was like in no way could I have ever dealt with that one thing in the other column that was eating all the good things. Yet the reality was these rooms enabled me to pop that bubble and see, oh, just how unmanageable my life really was. And oh, how there was no way I could do it myself. But the beautiful thing was there was a way to erase this keeping score and, you know, get to a point where I could be healthy and I could have that freedom of the noise. My goodness. I mean, every morning, you know, thanks to these rooms, specifically the Vision for You rooms, being able to drop to my knees, pray, read in the book, be able to go through a process that just makes me able to let go and let God. I prayed and begged and did everything I could for almost two years. I wore a bracelet every day that said surrender because I knew I was such a control freak that I could not let go and surrender and let God. And finally, when I just acted as if and dropped to my knees every day and read the words in our book, in our big book and prayer, um, each day that miracle has been coming to me and I could not be more grateful than anything and there's no longer a scorecard and I am so grateful to be here and and thank you to everybody and with that, I pass. Thank you, Tammy S. A gentle reminder that if you're not speaking to please be muted so we don't have any background noise. Liz T. followed by Marilyn T. Hi, good morning, Sylvia. Can you hear me okay? I can, thank you. I'm Liz T., a recovered compulsive overeater in Minnesota. And I would just like to thank God for my precious gift of entire abstinence this morning and um, the perseverance to work through these 12 steps in order, abstinently, in order to have that spiritual awakening as as the result of these steps. Um, I struggled uh, probably the first two to three years of my recovery process, um, floundering around in the local rooms um, before finding a Vision for You phone meeting, before finding a sponsor on a Vision for You, um, just trying to figure this thing out and, and in a sense have my cake and eat it too, you know, trying to find the loopholes. 
um, still ingesting allergic, alcoholic food ingredients and not even realizing it, thinking I was abstinent and then wondering why I kept failing and relapsing and thinking it was a moral issue that, uh, gosh, you know, um, maybe I am just one of those beyond uh, repair (laughs) kind of people, constitutionally incapable, you know, and I can accomplish so much in my life, but this thing is just, I'm just never going to get it, you know, just that um, self-defeating prophecy just, just over and over and being in that vicious cycle of the disease um, process and not even realizing that. So I'm so grateful for this format and this um, platform to, to learn and learn from sponsees that explained the doctor's opinion to me and um, what my real problem is and the twofold nature of my illness. And 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 then what to do about it, and expose me to the solution, and not just sit and wallow in the problem, and accepting that that that's all that's all the better it's going to be. That there's more and more beyond our wildest dreams, beyond sitting in the problem. Um, the part we read today just reminds me of the the piece in Doctor's Opinion, um, where it mentions that mentions we have formed the habit and found. We could not break it. Once having lost my self-confidence, my reliance upon things human, my problems pile up on me and become astonishingly difficult to solve. And that's like part A there, that I could not manage my own lives. And the more I relied on human power, the more unmanageable things got. And all the more so when I was trying to get abstinent, I thought abstinence would be the ticket um, to a more manageable life, and for a while there, it got more unmanageable until I started working the steps and could actually um, get some healing and, and um, break through that brokenness, let the light in to start healing that brokenness. So i um, just really grateful for everybody, and um, thanks for allowing me to share all tasks. Thank you, Tammy S. Uh, and thank you, Liz T., Marilyn T., followed by Jordan L., Thank you. This is Marilyn T. from uh, California, uh, grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. And um, in reading what we're reading today, is the description to the alcoholic and the chapter to the agnostic in our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent um, ideas. Um, so relate to those three um, that we couldn't manage our own lives and that no human power, that includes us, think we can control everything um, could manage our own lives and that God could not if he were sought um, the relief of those things and being able to put down um, looking for a softer easier way thinking we could uh, somehow magically eat our food and uh, get thin too um, the absurdity of it all um, the craziness um, has been relieved and so thankful and uh, living in this book is the answer for me, and is I feel. And um, and speaking for myself, I just work the program and uh, continue to make a better relationship with my God. Have this spiritual awakening, um, delve into the parts that I have that I want to release and let it go, and just work the program. Just so thankful, thankful for a sponsor, thankful for a vision for you, um, thankful for a solution. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Marilyn T. Jordan L. Followed by Sherry KB. Jordan L. Star one. I'll give you another second here to get on. Star one, Jordan L. Okay, Sherry KB, you want to come on and we'll come back to Jordan. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California. Uh, very grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. Thank you so much for your service, Sylvia, and everybody on the line. And welcome, newcomers. And, you know, I like to, uh, this reminds me of the ABCs, like from when I was young. And, you know, I'd be told, you know, it's just, it's ABC. That's it, Sherry. It's right here, right now. This is the whole program. And, um, in the ABCs, and what I like to do is use um, the that I am 
a compulsive overeater and I could not manage my own life, and that be probably no human power could relieve me of my compulsive overeating and see that God could and would if I would seek him. Um, and that's what it's telling me is that, and, you know, we read in the doctor's opinion about the twofold illness. And, you know, that helped me a lot to understand that I had a twofold illness um, because <clears throat> for me, what I understood is that a true compulsive overeater, compulsive eater, whatever you want to call yourself, um, that, I'm sorry, could you time me, please? I hit the wrong button. Thanks. Um, <clears throat> any, thanks, Sylvia. Um, anyhow, that, you know, I have a twofold illness, and my job is to put the food down. The difference is, though, is that when I'm in the steps and I've gotten recovered, my my higher power removes the mental obsession. I cannot. I can put the food down. <clears throat> but if, <clears throat> pardon me, but if I want to stay absent happily and contently, I can't do that, but my higher power can. My higher power is the one who keeps me abstinent happily and contently. Before, when I was trying to be abstinent by myself, by self-propulsion, and doing it my way, the Siri Show way, I was always white-knuckling it. I was miserable and unhappy and wanted to eat the way I wanted to and look like other people, the way I thought I should look. And I was miserable. And since I've done this work this way, um, I'm abstinent happily and contently, and that's my higher power. My higher power has moved that mental obsession, not me. And what keeps me going is to work these steps and stay recovered, and that's what, why I'm not white-knuckling it anymore. And that's what is amazing to me, and that no human power could relieve me from my compulsive overeating, not this meeting, not another fellow, not a sponsor, um, that's why I know that my full reliance needs to be on a power greater than myself because nobody has been able to help me, not a doctor, not a psychiatrist, not a therapist, you know, not a friend, not my parents, uh, not my best friend, not my husband. No no one's been able to help me. Um, and only that my higher power could if I seek him and lean on him and, you know, find him through the step work and get unblocked. And that's what released me of this disease. Um, I'm never cured, but I am recovered. And it's simple as ABC, but I just make it complicated. And that's what I've always been told. It's a simple program for complicated people like me. And you can make it as complicated as you want to, or you can do the ABCs. It's your choice. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Sherry KB. I'm looking for Jordan L. Are you on now, Jordan? I am. Can you hear me, Sylvia? Yes. Go ahead. Cool. Sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> my name is Jordan L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in the beautiful, sunny state of Colorado. Um, <clears throat> so this is cool, how it works. Um, we're moving right along here, right? So I, I just want to, I want to read it real quick and I want to read it the way that, um, it was originally written in um, in Bill's original manuscript, right? So it says, our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after have been designed to sell you three pertinent ideas. A, that you are alcoholic and cannot manage your own life. B, that probably no human power can relieve your alcoholism. And C, that God can and will. <laughs> Um, and I, I, me personally, I like that. Um, I like hearing that <clears throat> only because, um, I'm so stubborn and I'm so bullheaded and I'm, I'm just such a, a resistor, um, that those, those, uh, that sort of directness, um, was helpful for me when I came in. Um, especially this time around, because six years ago, when I walked into my first face-to-face OA meeting, I knew I was a compulsive overeater. I really did. Um, like, I knew that food was a problem. I knew that it had been a problem for a really long time. Um, <clears throat> and I knew that that uh, that there there was no, like, controlling it, you know? There was no controlling my weight like I had tried for years and years and years now of course I had tried to control my weight 
while also consuming my alcoholic foods, which doesn't work. Um, but I had tried, I had really, really tried, like giving it my all, my very, very best. Um, you know, like I, I, I really did. I really did know that I was an alcoholic compulsive overeater um, when I walked into the rooms all those years ago. And I probably would have even been willing to admit that certain parts of my life are unmanageable. It's that B that probably no human power uh, could have relieved my alcoholism, could have relieved my compulsive overeating. I just, I, I just, I wasn't there yet, man. Like I was trying to figure it out still. Um, I was trying to find that human power that could, you know, and I, it took six years, you know, and it takes what it takes. And, you know, and I tried the, the calorie counting and the exercise and the apps and the this and the that. And, and I even like, even, even coming into the rooms this time around, I realized, I realized that hanging out with certain people um, I heard the timer. I'll wrap it up here. Hanging out with certain people. Like I was expecting, I I was, I I would hang out with those certain people and it would be like, uh, everything goes out the window. I don't need my program. I don't need to like work these steps and be diligent and everything's out the window automatically, you know? So I, I really was, I was looking for that human power and, and I couldn't find it. So thank God she came into play. <laughs> This time around, that's all I got. Thanks, Jordan L. Okay, we're on page 60, second paragraph, our description of the alcoholic, and we read through the letter C that God could and would if he were sought. And I have time for maybe three people, maybe four if we're short. Let's, who, who do I have? Wendy M. Wendy M. Ashley P. Ashley B. Okay, I got, I have a guy who isn't muted, and you might mute. I've got Wendy M, Ashley P, and Joanne B. Let's go, Wendy M. Okay, great. Hi, good morning, Wendy M, recovered in Colorado, and Sylvia, thanks um, for, for being of service and everybody on the line. So my heart is pounding, so that may, may mean I need to, to share. Um, so I'm currently wanting God to want my will. I'm, I'm not that interested in God's will um, in a certain circum- situation that I'm in because um, God might not give me what I want. You know, and like, God, I'm willing to turn over the food and, certain relationships, work, whatever. But like this one thing, I really badly want what I want, and I'm terrified I won't get it, right? And, and what that does is it leaves me in my head constantly. It leaves me trying to figure it out, trying to make it work for my will, trying to do this, trying to do that, you know, manage, right? Like, like really, 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 God, like you can take everything, but I'll just this one teeny thing, I really want to control it. Um, So the deal is it's not working, right? It's only making me more insane. It's only making me want to manage and control all the time everything with this one situation. And, um, oh, my God. You know, so this is where the rubber meets the road. Like, you know, and, and the other thing is, like, I believe in God, except when I'm not getting my way. Then I'm maybe I don't believe in God. Maybe there is no God. Um, so I really get to see that even though I've been in program for a while, I still really want to get my way with certain things, and it leaves my life terribly unmanageable. Um, and it's so simple because all I have to do is pause, pray, and proceed, right? All I have to do is pause and go to God and get quiet and find out what God's will is because God is here to love and protect us. That's what I've been told. You know, but this is radical faith. This is radical faith in all areas of my life. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Wendy M. Ashley P., followed by Joanne B. Hi, this is Ashley P., recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? Yes, Ashley. Uh, 
Yeah, good morning, everybody, and thank you for the shares this morning. Uh, thank you, Sylvia, for your service. I am so very happy that this is the page that we're on, that um, that we're, we're reading about the powerlessness and um, unmanageability. Um, when I first came into program, um, uh, the and this is this is what we're confronted with right when we first come into the rooms when I first came into the rooms um it was the powerlessness of my binging it was the powerlessness of the sugar um I was going to the gas station at three o'clock in the morning in my in my pajamas uh every morning to to get my alcoholic food um and then and then exercising a ton the next day um and uh, some years into to abstinence, um, what I really appreciate about uh, this page is uh, that it it reminds me that I am powerless over everything, um, and that and that my life is unmanageable, and and that I have to turn to my higher power um, in all things. And so I'm I'm also just really grateful for everybody's shares on the line and and for how honest everybody is um with different ways that they have come to uh remember their their powerlessness and i'm um definitely being called to look at uh ways that i i manage with cooking just ways that i manage um with with behaviors um that i i would like to uh take a an, another look at uh, and and also just with my perfectionism, ways that I am am controlling um, and uh, keeping God out, because then those are the things that I uh, I end up higher powering, and it's and it's not my higher power anymore. Um, so I go back to basics, uh, and I go back to these steps and I'm so grateful for this book and I'm so grateful for um for the rooms and uh for for sponsors and 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 for this line um because that's how I can remember to go back um so see that God couldn't would if he were sought what does that look like that looks like step work that looks like getting honest um that looks like listening to meetings and uh that that looks like uh that looks like staying in the in the work um and i'm i'm really held with um the reminder that there's there's seeking um in in the work and uh i hope everyone has a wonderful day and with that i pass thank you ashley p joanne b you'll take us out hello this is joanne b can you hear me i can um, I don't have a timer. If you would time me, please. Um, I'm a compulsive, uh, well, recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm so grateful to be here today. Um, and I'm so thankful for all of you who have spoken ahead of me. You bless me every day that I get to be on the line. Um, this reading, this um, uh, this probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. I had I had a, a power greater than myself, and I came into the room with that power, and um, what was so wonderful that I had that, but what I didn't have was I didn't know anything about the allergy of the body, and so all these years, I had just felt so guilty because, um, as a child would say, I felt so bad because I could not stay um, a, abstained from certain foods and I could not control the weight gain or how I felt and I was such a monster and never under never even knew that it could be that um and my my life being unmanageable it is absolutely amazing to realize how connected everything is and um uh and so now it is I've been in program for a year and I've been in recovery for about 11 months, I guess. And what's so cool is that I'm seeing more recovery every day. And I'm seeing, I don't 
white knuckle the suit anymore. Um, but but I do have self-will, and, and then, of course, you know, I'm going to have that all my life, I'm sure. And it's just amazing how with this program I got to learn not only that I had a physical allergy, but I got to learn much better uh, my higher power use this program to help me not only come closer to him, but to realize that um, I, I could learn much better how to live my life where it's not un, unmanageable because I'm going with the power that's greater than myself. Um, I'm so grateful for all of you. I'm so grateful for your wisdom and your your um, struggles and your, your um, experiences and hope. And um, I love you all. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you, Joanne B. That's all the time we have. Thank you to everyone who shared it. Thank you to Team Thursday for your service. A quick reminder that the recording start, stops in a, in a few minutes, but the meeting continues um, for to greet newcomers, uh, sponsors, and announcements. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Julie E.B. please read A Vision for You on page 164. Hi, this is Julie E.B., gratefully recovered by the grace of God in Colorado Springs. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and for countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you, shall, you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless and keep you until then.